Welcome to Drive Time Theology, a brand new podcast. And my name is Phil. My name is Adam. And this is a podcast where we talk. You drive. And hopefully we all learn. You want to... And we're live. But no, thank you for the Altoid. I'll be fine. This is is what? This is talk, uh, podcast number... I think it's number four. four. Number four. I think so. Number four. Wow, we're just uh, rolling right along. What are we talking about today? Are we going to tell what we're we going to use our little tagline? Oh, drive yeah, the tagline. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a drive time theology where we talk. You drive. And hopefully we all learn. Although I thought it'd be interesting if we ever do a call and response or a question and response show. Yeah. They could talk while we, we drive. drive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it have to be, be emails cool. and texts because yeah. nobody's going to yeah. call in, but yeah, that it might be kind of fun. Yeah. Definitely make sure that whoever was driving was not reading the text messages. Of course not. No one would ever do that <laughs> that I know of. Mm. Talk number four. Topic number four. Let's review where we've been. We don't have to go over what they were, but just the subjects. Do yeah, you so, remember? <laughs> well, yeah, do we remember? Let's see if we can remember our own podcast. Week number one. That was a long time ago, That was too. a long time ago. It was... Uh, it was what is the Bible? Yeah. So we talked about some things for the Bible, what it was, what it isn't. Mm. Um, and uh, do you remember what the big point from the Bible, what was it? Oh, no, I don't remember what the big point was. Oh, that's what I was asking you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, when I do these things, they're really fun and I'm in the middle of them, but then yeah. they are just in the trash bin afterwards, mentally anyways. <clears throat> kind of like my sermons. I walk off the platform and yeah. throw them in the garbage can. Yeah, I believe we talked about the Bible in, in terms of relationship aspects. Sure. Um, and how it's ancient Near Eastern literature. Right, right, right. It's I do meant remember that. To, to frame the uniqueness of who God is. Yeah. It's a, it's a unified story unified leading to Jesus. Unified story that leads to Jesus. Yeah. And then episode number two. That was who is God. Who is God. What is God. And we did talk about God as a worldview. Yes. God himself as a worldview. And we kind of went through um, how our God and in and our, and our relationship to him and our relationship to the Bible, how, how we relate to God, the God of the Bible, mm-hmm. um, and, and how that differed from how other cultures in, in, in the ancient Near East related to their little g-gods mm-hmm. uh, and how that has uh, led us then into, into Jesus and, and how we relate to him. Yeah, and then in week <coughs> three, we got super Christian. <laughs> super Christian. About as central to the Christian doctrine as you can. Uh, and we talked about the Trinity, mm. and that's just a fancy way of saying something that's more complicated, which is we believe that God exists as one God, yeah. but as three persons somehow in this triunal relationship of love and joy that overflows yeah. into our world. And we Unity. specifically talked about how we relate to each member of the Trinity because Correct. they are unique and distinct, and they have clear roles in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. So flowing off of that relational aspect and how we relate to them, we're now moving into the topic of prayer, which is essentially uh, how we communicate with God, Mm, with the Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think um, we don't really have notes for this, but if someone came up to you and were like, how would you... They, they don't know anything. They're, they're a yeah. new believer or whatever. They're like, what is sure. prayer? Tell me what prayer is, Adam. I'm interested in this thing. How would you sure. answer that? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, if, if you are connected to Journey Community Church, 
which is where Phil and I both go. Phil's the pastor there. I'm, I'm on the elder team there. Um, we did a series on our core values, and prayer was one of the core values. And so a lot of what we talk about today is going to come from that sermon that Phil taught in our conversation about that. And so uh, I think a, a simple way to define it, simple may not be the right word, um, but a, a manageable way to define it is that prayer is, is, is primarily three things. And when you take something, the subject as big as prayer and say, oh, it's just these three things, you can get yourself in trouble. Uh, but we don't have four and a half hours to talk about it either. Mm-hmm. And so we have to con- condense that just a little bit. Uh, but we can talk about the fact that prayer is a gift, that it is intended to be relational, and that when it's used properly and at its deepest sense, it becomes trans- transformational. So it is a gift, relational, and transformational. And so that, that's kind of how we're going we're gonna to define that. So let's start by talking about how prayer is a gift. Yeah, how is prayer a gift? <laughs> oh, were you throwing that it to a, me? That was a toss to you while I take a sip of my Starbucks drink. <laughs> yeah, prayer is a gift. And I think that this is something that um, if you have grown up in the church for a long time, or or even if it's something that you you grew up practicing, maybe saying your prayers at night, yeah, you can just kind of take prayer for granted. But it, it is a gift. And for those of us who are in Christ... Um, you know, it's it's a gift to know that God hears our prayers. Yeah. And that's that's what First uh, Peter three twelve is talking about, right? It says, "For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayers. Mm. Their ears are open, or His ears are open to their prayers. Yeah. God hears us, and <coughs> that is a gift. Sure, because He doesn't have to hear us. Yeah. That's what's unique about this: is God could say, "No, nah, I don't want to hear those prayers," mm. but He chooses to. Mm. Um, and so it's a, it is, it might be the, you might talk about it in, in terms of like the first step in a relationship. Mm. And, and that's, you know, that's sure. going to break down if you, you push it too far. But <laughs> We like to push too far sometimes. But he's willing to hear us <laughs> when we talk. He's yeah. willing to say, I- I'm interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, if you think about life from... Uh, our lives from his perspective it's very easy to fall into this thing well it doesn't matter you know what i'm doing today doesn't matter to god because you know he's running the universe or there's so many other things in the world that people are doing but he is big enough to make you a priority Mm. in his existence Mm. and and that's what prayer is right it's a strange way to think about it yeah but i i think you're right yeah yeah it, so go ahead. Keep no, going. no, no. I was just gonna say, and that—that's a gift because he doesn't have to. Sure. Like he's not uh, the he's god not of the universe. To. Pays attention to you, your heart posture and call and and me. Words yeah. that come out of your mouth. Yeah. 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 And, My mouth. And mm. in Christ, we can trust that He hears us. Yeah. Yeah. He's made the throne room available. And we're talking about that, and we're like, oh, that's weird. But I don't think our minds are quite blown enough by how crazy that is yeah um again we because of the saturation of of the scripture and christian thinking in our world uh as much as it is combated in a lot of areas it it, it is a a some somewhat norm and so we we get so used to that uh, language and and i Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it jargon in a bad way it's just Mm -hmm. it's just common language that we use growing up in the church um that that I, i don't know that we pause like you said to recognize um, the magnificence of that and, and how big of a deal that is that the God of the universe pays attention to when we speak. Yep. I think that would, I, I, at least that, let me say this, I think when, when, when we're diving into our text and our scriptures, they have a sense of that that is on a different level than we do mm-hmm. because we just expect that. I yeah. don't know that they did. Yeah. Um, and maybe yeah. we shouldn't, but um, I think it's a slightly different perspective. And so you said God hears our prayers. 
Someone's got to be asking this question, at least I am. Do you, do you, and, and you quoted First Peter there, which was, mm-hmm. I think he was probably quoting the Psalms as well, yes. that he hears the prayers of the righteous. Do you think he hears the prayers of the, non, the unrighteous, the non-righteous, whatever a better way is to say that? That's a good question. And I, I don't, here, here's how I'm, I'm going to say it. God can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> this, this is true? I'm going to put it it's, in a box. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to, yeah, but that's a good point. I think that there's a, 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 a qualifying difference. Mm. I think if, if, I think God is is there, and if you're crying out to Him, mm. He hears you. But I think we can also. I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this without without saying what I don't want to say. <laughs> if that makes okay. sense. Okay, it doesn't, but try it. We'll see okay. if we can walk so it together. So I think that there's a certain like I think you have these people who maybe grew up in you know a uh, a. Uh, 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 a Christian-ish <coughs> environment. Sure. They don't live like it. They don't. They don't. They're not mm. really following Jesus. Sure. But you know, they might wake up. They might be like, "Jesus, mm. help me do this today." Yeah, right. You know, I'm. Hey, thanks for giving me this opportunity. Mm. I don't necessarily think that he he hears those in the same way he hears ours. Like, gotcha. does does God physically hear our prayers? Well, he yeah. doesn't have physical ears. Yeah. For you know, when we pray to the Father. So. That's a little bit wonky what you're talking yeah. about. I think he's aware of everyone's prayers. I think that's a good way to say that. I think he knows that people are praying. Yeah. But I think when you or I or someone mm-hmm. who's in Christ petitions him, mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Jesus talks about in the Beatitudes, right? And, right? and we'll talk about that in John, too, is that, hey, if you pray in my name, whatever you ask, yeah. he's going to do. Yeah. If you're praying in, in terms of my kingdom, whatever you ask, mm. he's going to do it. Yeah. And so I think there's a different category. Gotcha. I was thinking further back mm-hmm. um, through through the tabernacle and temple construction yeah. is that God's presence in, in that time period yeah. was, was typically located in a very central place mm-hmm. in the Holy of Holies. That's where it was. And, and But but the, anyone was welcome into that. But miles and miles and ages and ages and territories away, you couldn't just claim, hey, God, you're going to do what I want out of my will yeah. and my decision. Yeah. It, you had to come into his temple, into yeah. his tabernacle, under his instructions of how to ritually make yourself clean. Yeah. But that, that type of space, again, there, there were different um, mm-hmm. levels is the wrong word to use, but different uh, entrances or different, um, what word am I looking for? in the temple closeness is proximity proximity you, that, that only the priest could, could go into the absolute closest once a year mm-hmm. but but then outside of that there was a place for the Gentiles to come and offer worship and so there was a there was even space and presence and time area designated for quote unquote non-believers to enter into that presence say I do want to participate with who this God is but there was a specific place for that way out in the distance somewhere it wasn't something you could just wrangle God's presence. Now, it's no longer located just to the temple in the Holy mm-hmm. of Holies. It's, it's dispersed everywhere in his yeah. believers where his Holy yeah. Spirit goes. Um, but I think there's still that same concept of you can enter into his presence, but you can't necessarily jerk him into yours. Yeah, and, and you can't do it on your own terms. Correct. That, yeah. I think that's, you yeah. had to go through the, the ritual yeah. system that symbolized, okay, yeah. I recognize what's happening here. I want to purify and, and cleanse myself and step into what this God of the universe is doing, what the God of the Hebrews yeah. is doing. And so I, I think there's, there's some correlation there even to today that if you want to begin to step his direction mm-hmm. and say, hey, I, I, there has to be some sense of surrender or some sense of understanding that God is the creator. I'm not the one in control. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so maybe that was a trick question. Maybe yeah. that was two terrible answers. But I think we're on the same path there. Yeah, I think I think what we're ultimately saying is, look, it, it, God's going to determine if He answers your prayer or sure. not. 
And, sure. and it's either it's going to be yes, no, or maybe. Yeah. The point is, where's your heart? Yeah. There may be someone who isn't a believer, but is walking towards that and like, God, make yourself real to me. Yeah. They might not be in Christ yet, but they're saying that. There's a good chance he will do that. Absolutely. But, I believe that anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think that that's the, the, the idea is you have to come to God on his terms. Mm. But when you do, you know where you stand. Yeah. Which, if we're thinking in terms of biblical worldview, everyone around God's people at that time would have lived that kind of up in the air life. Yeah, I don't limbo. know how I am, and I believe we yeah. talked about this. Yeah, I think already, we did. Is, is I don't know where I stand with God. Yeah, the gods. So, yeah, I don't know where I stand with him. So yeah. I'm gonna just guess and hope I did enough. Did I do sure. enough? Did it rain? It didn't rain. I guess I didn't do enough. Sacrifice more. Yeah, yeah. Give, and, give, give until it's your flesh and blood that you're giving away. Yeah, and that goes back to we don't have to guess mm. whether God listens to our prayers or not yeah. because of Jesus. Okay, so we've been talking about how prayer is a gift, mm. and, and part of that gift is that God doesn't have to hear us, but He hears us, and, and it also, in Christ, we know where we stand because of that. We don't have to guess. There's no right. guessing game, and, yeah. and that really makes it a relational thing, and that's the second thing we want to talk about, that prayer is a gift, and prayer is a relationship or relational. So what do we mean when we say that prayer is relational? So again, this is one of those things that we could talk about for forever and, and in lots of depth, but we, we really want to focus on the fact that it fulfills um, our deepest longings as human beings, as creatures that walk on this planet, uh, as, as every single one of us, to a T, to a person, experiences these next three things we're going to talk about at, some, at differing levels and, and it's expressed in different ways, but they all uh, experience these. And, and we, we long for and desire acceptance, we long for and desire significance, and we long for and desire security. Um, and, and through our relationship of prayer, through knowing where we stand, through interacting with the God of the universe um, through prayer, we can receive those things. We can, we can uh, have an entrance into His throne room, into His presence, which talks about our acceptance. Uh, our significance is, is in, in so doing we have um, a, a calling, both a, a, a communal mission, big, big seed church mission, but also individual mission. Uh, and and that, that's a significant, a vocation, if you will. And then security. Uh, which is which is rooted in and embedded in him back back to that Jesus uh, idea we were talking about in that relationship with Jesus there's a level of security of knowing our identity who we are in Christ um, and and how we how we live that out and walk that out I think though in your sermon and, and was as, as we pulled from that you started in the garden with those three things mm-hmm. yeah yeah if you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 you're looking at verses 26 through 29 where he sort of creates humans and commissions them he, he kind of, he doesn't kind of, he fulfills all of those needs. Mm. Um, and, and so if we, if we just read that passage, it says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that on the face of the earth, on the, on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit you shall have for food and you, you know that sometimes we just read over that at least i know i do yeah because i don't want to be vegan yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i get past that really quick uh, you know, hey get to the part where he gives us meat <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah we just tend to read over that but if we stop mm. and we look at that we really see that when god blesses them he's meeting their their need to be accepted mm. 
Like, you know, because as humans, I want to know that people accept me. Yeah. And we might put up facades and we might say, well, we don't care. But at some level, we want to be acceptable to someone. Mm. Um, and, and, and then he gives them a job, right? God gives them a job and he meets their desire to be significant. And I think another part of significance that we oftentimes overlook is we want to do something important, but we also want to be important to someone else, mm. right? Like you want to know that your life matters yeah. in the lives of other people. Right. And when he gave them a job, he didn't just give them something important to do. He yeah. said, I've made all of this yeah. and now I'm asking you to do, to, to be my ambassadors. Mm to be my co-rulers here sure. in earth. Like, you're significant to my plan. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then also, he provides food for them, right? He meets their need for safety and security. And that, um, in that right there, we, get the, we see the three fundamental needs met in prayer. Yeah. And I think that that's really um, important to come into prayer understanding that. Yeah. Because what happens oftentimes is we either um, maybe we know a few liturgical prayers and we recite those sure which or, is not a bad thing no it's not a bad fact, thing. on the contrary it's a very good thing it is or maybe we, we're in the habit of praying the same prayers yeah and we stop thinking about them mm. like we're actually communing with the God of the universe yeah. and we start just sort of like oh I'm just saying these things like I'm just this is what I do. I just go through yeah. my day, yeah. right? You know, I kind of think about that in terms of in relational aspect. Like, what would it be like in my in my marriage if I told Hannah all the things? And hang I was on before to. you even go there, yeah. because I think that was set up in the design as well. Because you those three things: acceptance, significance, and security are also located not only in what he's called them to do there, but yeah. also in providing a a helpmate and a partner for Adam in Eve mm-hmm. and what they do together. Those three things exist there too, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we pray to our spouse. It just highlights the fact that those three things are extremely right. relational. Yeah. And so, now, I was going to say that before yeah. you know that example, because I was going to talk <laughs> yeah. about my relationship with Julie. Yeah. It just is the core of relationships. So keep going yeah. with that. Right. Well, and, but that's, and that's what Paul talks about, right? He says the mystery of God and his people mm, and Jesus, yeah, people, right. it's all wrapped Jesus up in five. marriage. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. You want to understand that? Yeah. Look at marriage. Yeah. And so obviously he's talking about a healthy marriage there, a, a godly marriage. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but, this is true. But, but yeah, I mean, just this is, this is one of the things that I, I was thinking about the other day is what if I said everything I was supposed to say mm. and I did everything I was supposed to do to be a good husband, but I was just going through the motions? Yeah. Like it might work for a little bit. Yeah. But at some point, Hannah's going to be like, I don't really care that you tell me you love me because yeah. you're just saying it. Yeah. I don't really care that you brought home a, a, a present for me because... It's Monday it's, and you bring yeah, home presents every, you every day. You know, oh, I, it's cool. We had a date night, but you weren't really on that date night. You yeah. were on your phone. That's sure. who you had a date with. But yeah. you were on the date night, right? Sure. We do all of the things and it's just simply going through the motions. Yeah. I think that happens so often with prayer is... Yeah. Because it's easy to happen when you're looking in the eyes of someone, but mm. because we can't necessarily look into the eyes of Jesus when we pray, it's difficult. it can become either I'm just talking mm. to the ceiling so I don't know why I'm doing this, or it's just I wake up in the morning and I'd be like, hey, thank you for today, God. Um, please you know, bless my family and you know, take care of them, protect them. Yeah. Hey, I pray for my friend here who doesn't know you. And, and I'm not slowing down to say, actually, I'm having a real conversation. Yeah. And these things are really important to me, God. I really would love for you. Yeah. To to uh, to give my friend an opportunity to hear the gospel today, be it me or be it somebody else. Yeah, you know. Sometime after we were married, uh, Julie and I would would start saying "I love you," and occasionally <clears throat> we'd look back and be like, "Really? Do mm-hmm. you?" And it wasn't like I don't believe you. Yeah. It was like, 
I, I, I don't I don't want you just to say it in order mm-hmm. to say it. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't make that part of your good night routine, but genuinely mean. And, yeah. and we both assume the other one probably did. Yeah. But that was a uh, we actually and still do that to this mm-hmm. day. Really? Do you? Do you mm-hmm. do you actually love me? And then we we get to stop and have even it's usually always a fun conversation. Yeah. Well, I do, and here's why. And so that's really useful. And it also is is an opportunity to be vulnerable. And I think that's something we recognize in relational prayer too. And if you look at the scriptures, you'll, you'll see that through a number of different characters, a number of different people. Look at Abraham, look at uh, Moses, look at Job, who actually, uh, even Jacob, they are vulnerable because you find them wrestling with God. It's not just a, hey, I pray for my kids, I pray for my dogs, I pray for the rain and love you goodnight mm-hmm. or goodbye or thank you God, which yep. there's nothing wrong with those things, but they, they were in, you could tell that there was a back and forth communal relationship of, no, don't destroy this city. And if there's 40 people, don't destroy the city. If there's 30, would you not destroy it? And it gets down to 10. Mm-hmm. Moses saying, look, if you don't go with us into this land, I'm not going. Just kill me now. Yeah. And that, that I don't think like, he was joking. One like, of the best prayers ever in Scripture. Like, might as well just kill me if you're not going to uh, go with Man, me. Pastor 101. <laughs> yeah. How often do we pray that for people yeah. that we're leading? And I, I've never prayed that prayer. But yeah. that's, ext- I mean, the, the relationship that boils or, or bubbles up yeah. out of that, you can recognize and think, gosh, yeah. they're not just doing these pat answers and going down a checklist. And, and I actually need a checklist yeah. to remember some people to pray yeah. for but there's often times where I, I'll, I'll even stop and say all right god i'm praying for this friend that right now what do you want me to pray for them about yeah there's been a number of times where i've heard a very clear answer there's also been a, more times that i haven't heard a clear answer so okay i'm going to proceed and pray what i think you want me to pray and if i'm wrong you correct my prayer yeah <laughs> in relationship i think yeah. we can do that yeah um but that that vulnerability and that wrestling is yeah. is all part of something we get, we have again that goes back to the gift yeah. that's a privilege that we can enter the throne room and yeah. there, job enters it frustrated mm-hmm. and he's kicking and screaming and, and making accusations and god shows up and but never once does god say don't you make any more accusations now he does yeah. put him in his place Put As he tends to do with pants. us too, yeah. <laughs> Put on your big boy pants. Did you? Were you around when I created the Leviathan? Um, but I, that was also, and and um, I think that I think when we begin to pray like that, uh, and 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 understand that we have the permission, maybe even the expectance to be open and honest. Back to that word vulnerable. Another word for that is intimacy before God. Um, I think that. Pre- let me, let me speak for myself. That has produced in my life a deeper sense of relational prayer. When, when, yeah. I, when I am honest and, and, and say what I'm thinking before God Almighty, I have experienced a vulnerability. And oftentimes, that vulnerability is a recognition that, ooh, my heart posture is really wrong. Yeah. I am being arrogant or I'm being selfish or I'm being accusatory. I'm, I'm the one saying, why don't you do this when I don't recognize this full scope? And, mm-hmm. and God's had a tendency to show me uh, to my face, hey, slow your roll, son. Uh, I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. And I think even kind of just building on that a little bit, if you go back to the, the whole marriage analogy, like there's something that happens when you begin to practice that unfiltered vulnerability. Mm. Like because I know I'm accepted by Hannah because I am important in her life and she's important in my life and yeah. because there is security in that relationship like she's going to see the ugly and that's what she signed up for right, right. I can be really vulnerable yeah. 
And it's, it's sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes there's a little bit of like, oh, I don't know if I want to show that part of me. But then <laughs> when you learn to rest in that, you're yeah. like, you know, you're going to see this and you yeah. see that. And, and she might have something to say about that. Yeah. She might challenge me on some things. But it's the same way with God. Yeah. Like when our prayers move beyond just th- this sort of, I'm talking to the ceiling, but it's like, okay, here's what I'm really dealing with today. Yeah. I, I know I shouldn't be angry at this person, mm. but I'm furious at them. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get over it unless you help me get yeah. over it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I think God has an appreciation for bringing that kind of uh, raw emotion yeah. and, and vulnerability and, and honesty to our prayers. And, and what you were talking about there with Hannah and even with God is being laid bare yeah. uh, before your spouse and before uh, the God that we're praying to. And that that's kind of what Hebrews four talks about when it's talking about the scriptures <clears throat> play a role in that that they look inside to the deepest parts that we want to hide. And, and it says, I think it as you use the phrase, it lays everything bare, yeah. naked uh, there before him. So, so um, that, that relationship that we were talking about is, is communication to God, but it's also recognizing yeah. his communication yeah. to us, yeah. which is oftentimes comes through his word, not only through his word, but I think that's a primary yeah. source of his communication yeah. to us comes well, through his word. And even think about that. It says, so, you know, the, the word of God, sharpening a two-edged sword, lays yeah. us bare. And then it keeps right on going, and it says, so because it's going to lay you bare before mm. the one who has to judge you, remember you yeah. have this great high priest who has known all of your sin yeah. and paid the price for it. Dealt with it. And then it says, so you've been laid bare. Yeah. Now you, now Jesus is your high priest, so come boldly. Yeah, approach the throne boldly. Yeah, and I think that that's, I mean, that's the relational aspect of prayer is that we can, we through Jesus can come to God yeah. completely exposed, completely naked, completely vulnerable. And in my sermon, that was kind of the point I was making was in the in the garden, they were naked and they didn't feel any shame. Mm. Mm. They were yeah. walking with God and talking with him and they felt no shame. But as yeah. soon as that sin entered in, it's when they started to hide and they started to cover themselves. Sure. And so it's that path prayer is sort of that path back to nakedness. It's learning to be open and vulnerable before God. Yeah. And that is like the depths of relationship and and when we and when we start to do that that's going to move us towards our third point which is when we listen in that throne room boldly again totally stripped naked and bare and vulnerable intimate then when we listen and 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 receive in relationship because so far we've talked about giving and, and speaking to god we've not talked much about listening that's when it becomes transformative but before we go down that path i want to take a step back and make sure that we're really clear that we weren't harping on or negative towards praying liturgical prayers. I think those are extreme. I think we would agree that those are extremely yeah. useful, beneficial. I yeah. have used them before. I don't use them on an extremely regular basis, yeah. but I have used them. I, I appreciate that there, there are prayers from the church history past that are extremely useful. Um, and, and even we had a friend the other night talking about praying through Scripture and using Scripture to pray back to God. We we I think we both sign off and said that yeah. is an excellent practice. Yeah. We are not knocking that whatsoever. I hope that it wouldn't be limited only to that. I hope there would be some realness. And yeah. in, 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 again, I'm not accusing that of not being real, but some some emotion. Some um, I can't think of another word besides vulnerability. Uh, but we we I want to be really clear that we weren't knocking the liturgical uh, yeah. type of prayer. And, and, yeah. and um, uh, while while we may not use it every day, we do yeah. use it, and, yeah. and it's not a bad. Yeah, thing I use at it regularly. Yeah. I would. I was. Yeah. I think we were knocking more so prayer that's mm-hmm. just routine yeah. and I'm just going through the motions. Break. Going into a rut instead of a routine. Yeah. 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 And we want to be careful like that. All right. Part three. We've talked about prayer is a gift. Prayer is relational. And then we want to close out with prayer is transformative. What was uh, the movie The Help? 
you is important, you oh, is yeah, kind. Yeah. Yeah, prayer is I've a never gift. seen that prayer movie, is, but oh, it's I think movie. that's what it Relational came from. and prayer is transformative. Um, so, yeah, so we want to talk about prayer being transformative. It only can be transformative if we begin to practice the discipline of listening in prayer. And for the record, this is by far one of the weakest disciplines in, in all of my spiritual disciplines and how I, how I go about um, uh, implementing them and, and using them and practicing them. I really struggle to be on the quiet end of prayer to listen that's a real challenge for me what about you um it was a challenge Mm. for me but it's something that i've worked on for a couple of years now of really being able to quiet down Mm. and so for me like i think sometimes it's interesting that you use the word work yeah yeah unpack that just a little bit to labor into the rest yeah yeah well no no, i think that yeah um, I, I think I, we get afraid of that word work yeah. in spiritual disciplines. Like, oh, we, we don't work. We just, we just allow God to work. Mm-hmm. But it, So, you know, I, I tend to be a very, um, I'm an overthinker. So I'm always thinking. Yeah. Like that little voice inside my head, which apparently some people don't have. It's very weird. <laughs> I've I never met anybody who I don't know how you don't voice. live without that voice. But um, it, it never stops. Mm. It talks while I'm sleeping. Yeah, it feels like absolutely. you know, right? And so, and 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 so, I would just kind of always be in that mode. And I was like, you know, I, I feel like I need to figure out how to create space mm. where I'm doing my best not to talk, yeah. and even the voice in my brain is not is not talking. Mm. And, and so that looked like for me, starting with, well, what's how long can I go where I don't don't do any of that? Mm. And so it was maybe. 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to try it for 30 seconds every day to just be like, okay, I'm going to, when I get done reading scripture, I'm just going to say, all right, I'm going to be as quiet as I can because I want to hear what you have to say in this. Yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew this is something you should do. <laughs> and then, I, you know, in, in, the process, yeah, in the process of that, like, you know, I, I, I read some books by Peter Scazzaro, mm-hmm. and he had a lot to say about that and some things that were helpful. Yeah. Um, and I found an app that was helpful. Um, it's just called contented. Uh, I think it's called contemplative prayer or something yeah. like that. But it's just very sort of helpful to kind of get you in that process because the idea is, you know, if we were trying to do some sort of like Buddhism listening, sure. it would be to empty ourselves yeah, right. of all of whatever's going on. Mm. And that's not the the goal of listening is not to hear nothing. Yeah. And that I think that's important. Is sometimes it I is think important. when we talk about listening prayer, we think oh, I've got to be quiet and I can't have any thoughts and I can't hear anything. Yeah. No, it's to listen. Hmm. And part of listening, and, and what I learned in this is part of that learning of sitting and being quiet is to quiet your own voice, quiet that internal monologue, but it's also to learn to listen to what voices are speaking to yeah. you. And then to measure those wisely because yeah. I, I bet the voice of God isn't the only one yeah. who's going to speak yeah. forever and ever. Yeah. There's going to be uh, opportunities for the enemy to try to implant things in there as well would be my uh, suspicion. Oh there. yeah, and that's that is the that's the real challenge is to you think the hard part is going to be to not think or to not to kind of quiet that internal monologue. Mm. That's easy compared to like oh wait a second was that was that my voice yeah. or was that the enemy's voice? <laughs> that's a good point. God's voice is usually yeah. pretty clear yeah. and it becomes more clear, right? Yeah. It's what Jesus says in John 10, my sheep know my voice. Yeah. So when you go into it, you say, hey, I know I know your voice. I yeah. know what you're gonna sound like. Now help me to quiet that down and learn to distinguish your voice from the other voices. Yeah. That's Romans um, 12 as well, yeah. is being able to uh, test and improve what God's will, his good, pleasing, yeah. perfect will. Yeah. Uh, and it, and yeah. it is a familiarity, which again, we've talked about that this whole time, is that prayer is relational. Yeah. 
And so we, the, the more we practice that, yeah. I'd imagine the clearer and clearer that yeah. voice becomes. Yeah. And the, 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 I, it's almost like it becomes quieter and quieter. Mm. Like at first, you're like, God, I need to hear you. And it's almost like it, it'll be loud. But, oh, yeah. that was really clear. But the more you get to know it, the more subtle it becomes. And mm. I like to talk about it like, you know, if you, if you grew up in a house with multiple people, mm-hmm. You kind of started to learn, like I could tell who was walking down the hallway, right? Just by the way they walked. Yeah. I didn't have to see him. I didn't have to know him. I'd be like, oh, that's my mom coming, or that's Dave coming, or that's my yeah. dad coming. It's that same way. Familiarity. This familiarity with that voice is there can be a thousand things being bombarded at your brain, but yeah. when you stop and you say, no, I'm here to listen, it's like you can hear it way off in the distance, and you're yeah. like, oh, that's the voice of Jesus. Yeah. He's about to tell me something. I can hear mm. I can hear him moving. Mm. I can hear him coming. I can see it happening. We're back into that marriage image of yeah. Julie and I can communicate across a room of 150 people yeah. without using a single word. Yeah. And and uh, so be, because of our, our intimate knowledge of one another and, and what yeah. each other's thinking, and when someone else says this thing and we're going to look at each other and both have the same thought, we can say later when, when the night is over, like, hey, when, were you thinking this when they said that? And you're like, oh, definitely, and that's why I looked at you. Yeah. And so again, but that comes from that familiarity and that relationship. And so we need to learn to practice stealing our mind, still hmm, pausing, because <laughs> I'm not going to get the other word out, pausing you know, our minds. It's that country accent. It, <laughs> stealing it gets our it, minds and stealing our hearts. Yeah. Uh, we need to learn to practice that. And um, that's not the only way we listen, though. Yeah. And I think, I think this is where we need to talk about our consumption in a, in a positive way. I don't, I don't mean consumerism, but we yeah. need to have Scripture pouring into our lives. And that is, that is again, I think we said this earlier, that is God's primary way of communicating to us. And it's our primary way of listening to Him. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't need to be separated from, from pausing our minds and pausing our hearts and, and giving our ears space to listen. I think these have to go hand in hand. And you even said yeah. in your personal practice, yeah. it's, it, is, it is taking in some Scripture. And then, and then pausing to try and steal your heart and your mind uh, and listen to what God has to say after that. But we need to be in touch, in tune with our text, with the scripture that God has given mm-hmm. us, that he's intended to communicate to us. Um, we have to remember, and we talked about this in the Bible, that what, yeah. what we're reading isn't written to us, it is written for us. Yeah. Um, but, but using the scriptures and what God is communicating for us uh, is an important part of listening. And again, that goes back to that Romans 12. It, it, what we said was, was testing God's will, but before that is do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is one way to think of just consuming Scripture again and again and again and keeping it yeah. going into your life. Yeah. And, and, and out of that should flow obedience. Of course. Yeah, I, we have a tendency yeah. to disconnect those, like yeah. read Scripture, listen to prayer, and, and we don't do it on purpose, but of course, obey is just kind of a dirty word in yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I, it's 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 not um, um, it, it's kind of a simple way of saying it, but it, it's it's almost always true. Is God will tell you to do something, mm. and then you don't do it, and you're like, so you know, I feel like I haven't heard from you in a long time, <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, I told you to go do this, mm. you know, and you didn't have any response. Yeah, and look. So, happens all the time god whispers something into our heart and Mm. for whatever reason we don't do it right but it's how we respond to that we say oh wait a second i should have done that that was you telling me to do that i I, you know what i don't want to miss an opportunity again i'm really sorry yeah that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is when it's like hey i told you you should love your neighbor and Mm. you're like no i'm gonna hate my neighbor (laughs) tell me something else usually he's just gonna come back and say love your neighbor and you're like no i want to hate this person let me let me do that yeah um it's that that flow of 
obedience or, or listening and obedience. What is he saying to you? How is he, uh, and how are you going to respond? Yeah. Psalms 51 says, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. And so you, you were talking about our, our response to even missing that is, is contrition, saying, oh, no, 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 I, I missed that. But again, it's, and, and we might be overusing this, but that, that relationship of marriage, if Julie makes a mistake or I make a mistake, we don't hang each other out to dry. Yeah. There's a comeback to you, like, you own that and say, I, I, I messed up. And there's like, yeah. yeah. Oftentimes, there's an agreement there. Yeah, yeah you did mess up. Yeah, and, and, and you are I, an idiot. She agrees with me a lot yeah. because I mess up a lot. <laughs> but then there's this back into union relationship and that, that even that confession of recognition of, hey, my mistake. I am sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Can we move on? Yeah. It's always yes. Yeah. Um, but but that again, that goes back to that concept of relationship and prayer. Yeah, and so I think you know if, if we're thinking about prayer like this, and we we've, we've kind of sort of talked about how you do prayer, but let's kind of land the plane. Let's land this podcast. Yeah by talking about how we practice prayer and some thoughts on prayer. So you want to share a little bit about what your prayer life looks like? Yeah. Some things you use to, to practice prayer? I will. Um, so, so for me, at a very young age and, and young believer, I just had the concept and the picture, and, and the, for me it was a reality, that every single place I went, God was with me, right beside me. And so it was, wasn't uncommon, uncommon at all to be driving down the road and just start talking to the person beside me in my in the seat of my truck, um, or, or on a lawnmower in in the deer woods, wherever it was. I just I just assumed God was standing, sitting, walking right beside me. And so, uh, oftentimes, out loud verbal prayer is something I use. Matter of fact, driving here today, the radio was off. Uh, I didn't have any podcasts otherwise on, and I just started praying for some people on my list, saying, "God." And I, and I, again, I I so appreciate that vulnerability we talked about earlier, and and, and having learned that at, at a at a younger age. I said, God, here's my prayer. And I prayed for a couple people. And I said, look, you may not be wanting this for them. And if that's not what you want for them, then don't listen to me or help me understand how to pray for them better. But until you do that, here's what my prayer is for these people. Uh, and, and I want to see this happen in their lives. And, and I, again, it was with the confession of this is even coming from a selfish place. But there was some circumstantial stuff that may have seemed to be leading that way. So I said, all right, God, here's what I, I'm, I'm going to pray to you. And if you want me to change my tune, I, I'm, I'm going to listen to you. Uh, again, I, uh, and, and again, admitting that I need to uh, open myself up for that listening uh, a little more. It needs to be a, a discipline that I practice more and more often. Um, but, but just out loud verbal prayer is something that I use all the time. It's very relational. It's very the person right next to me. Um, for years and years, I started every prayer with dear God, like I was writing a letter. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. I don't knock on people who do. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that because I, I, I recognize or, or feel like I recognize that Jesus is constantly walking beside me mm-hmm. and with me. And I can say anything. I yeah. can say everything. And I try not to hide any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's when you said you don't always want to with your guy. I was thinking, you know, like when, when uh, you call someone, you know, you're just like, it's me. Mm. And you know, we have caller ID now, but I remember a time when we didn't have caller IDs, but yeah. yo, it's me. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. You don't have to All tell right. me. Just, right. I know who me is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, so yeah, for me, I, I, need, I need to have some sort of structure mm. because uh, I can very much be like the disciples in the garden when Jesus is like, could you not pray for an hour? <laughs> sure. Like seriously? Yeah. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the body is yeah. weak. Amen right? So I, for me, if I don't, what will happen is I will wind up easily drifting into the very quick, very, this is just the motions, I'm doing this because I'm a Christian and I'm supposed to check this box kind right. of prayer. 
So I intentionally try to slow things down. Yeah. And for me, that takes place in the morning. Sure. Um, so I kind of, I want to begin my day um, with prayer. Um, so I, I have a spot I go to. Um, and it's, 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 some of it's liturgical. Mm-hmm. Some of it is extemporaneous. Some of it is I have a list of things I want to pray for and people I want to pray for. Um, um, and so I kind of incorporate all of that. And then as I've, we kind of talked a little bit about this with the listening prayer. What I do is so I'll have that time of prayer. And as I'm coming out of that, I, it'll be something like, all right, uh, help me to listen to your voice as I read scripture. Yeah. And that's when I start the listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I'll, I'll read whatever I'm reading that morning. Um, and then usually, so right now I'm, I'm, I'm reading through and it's got a, there's a section of Psalms I read every day. And so I kind of, that sort of is also a prayer. Because yeah. those make really nice prayers. They do. But then it, it kind of, out of that, then that's when I'll pause and I'll say, all right, I've, I've consumed this. What do you have to say to me in this? What, what is it? And it, it's that, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Part of that time in Scripture is less the you know, social rhetorical context kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. just, I want to let it wash over me. Yeah. So now that it's washed over me, yeah. what is it, what is it, what are you saying to me in this today? Mm. And sometimes it's really clear and sometimes I read a, a genealogy of names and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, you said something in there. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> and it may be clear or it may not be clear. Right. Um, but that's what it, that's really what it looks like for me is it's, um, and that might sound rigid, but for me, in that routine, mm-hmm. it's almost like it, it's almost like the freedom of knowing every Friday night is a date night with Hannah. Yeah. So I don't have to think about what Friday night's going to be. I just know it's going to be us having a date. Yeah. It's kind of that same thing. I don't have to think about what my morning's going to be. I just know it's going to be me and God together, yeah. and we're going to do this thing. Practicing with me. Yeah, yeah. And so that is a very liberating, very mm-hmm. um, freeing time. And I also find that I, I leave that last, what are you saying to me, open. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you don't have to do that with God. It's not like if I said, all right, I'm done listening. I'm closing the prayer off. Yeah. I'm done. He would be like, well, I can't talk to you. I guess I have to wait till next morning. Sure. But I just like to say, I'm still listening. Mm. And so even kind of going throughout the day, I'll have that posture of I'm still listening. Yeah. Or I'll pause and I'll say, what are you saying that I'm missing right now? Because right. I don't know what's, what I need to do next. Mm-hmm. Or what are you saying that I'm missing right now? Or, or I, oh, I need to slow down to hear this, and I'll kind of go back and think through those things. So that's good. That's that's how mine works. Yeah. And and so we really talked about the individual prayer life. We have. That's only part of yeah. the prayer life of a Christian. There should be some sort of communal prayer sure. life. Sure. But let's 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 hang one more thing on the okay. individual prayer life. Is um, when you're doing it alone and you're doing it in your own closet, it's 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 difficult to do it wrong. The most important thing is to practice it. Yeah. And you will hone it as you practice it. It will yeah. change and develop and grow. Yeah. Uh, a kid picks up a baseball and throws it for the first time. It won't be nearly as impressive or well done when he does it for the 783,000th time. Yeah. It's going to be a better thing. Yeah. Uh, and so our, one thing we really want to uh, uh, want you to press into as you listen to this is that it, you do practice praying on a regular basis. We wouldn't even say on a daily basis. And maybe it looks like mine where you're just driving down the road and speaking to somebody. Maybe it looks like Phil's where you have this structured time. Maybe it looks like something totally different, a combination of those or something absolutely foreign to those. But we want to see you and encourage you to to be 
practicing it however God's leading you to do that. Experiment with some things. Uh, and, but again, in, in that private relationship, it's, it's kind of difficult to do it wrong as long as you're trying to practice things. Um, so yeah, we, we want to make sure we, we leave with that on the, on the individual yeah. side. Yeah, and I think that that's also a really good thing too is in the private time, that's a great time to, you know, that's when, okay, maybe, maybe you hear, maybe you heard Adam talk about it, you're like, oh, that's really, that's, that resonates with me. Mm. And maybe you heard mine, and you're like, dude, that sounds like prison. Or maybe you're like, no. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe you're like, that's what I need. I need some structure like this. Yeah. I need, I need a pattern. That's because it's individual and, and God meets you where you are and it, yeah. it, it, it tends to be um, connected to your personality and how mm. you think through things. Yeah. That's how, how I did that right there is oftentimes how I am with all my conversations with people. I just don't walk in with a list and say, so what we're going to do right now is it's just, it's all structure, you know, it's just in. So someone listens to this and comes into your office next week, they're going to be looking for, oh, yep, there it was. There's the structure. I see what you're there. Now this is the time to listen. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But when it comes to corporate prayer, there's a different, it's it's, it's a bit of a different feeling. Yeah. It's not the, uh, it's not that I'm going to come in and just lay myself bare in front of everybody else so they can see how open and vulnerable I am. Yeah. It's, um, you know, that, that's where Jesus talks about, there are some people, the reward for their prayer is they want to be seen by people. Yeah, and, and that's if, all they're going to get. And that's what they're going to get. Like, that, yeah. that's the thing he says. If, you, if your goal in prayer <coughs> is to be seen by everybody else, yeah. you'll get it. Voila. If your goal in prayer is to be intimate with the Father, yeah. you'll get On that. On a communal basis. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. And again, we, we, we probably don't talk about that as often as we should or understand it quite the way we, we should. But... Um, yeah, and, and that Matthew 6 text is, is pretty clear of there's a time and a place to do this together. And he lays out an example of how we do that in, in the, um, oh my gosh, totally drawing a blank. Our Father right in heaven. The Lord's Prayer. Yeah, thank you. Boy, yeah. I was not going to get to that for a while. Yeah. Um, so so there, there is, there is a, a guidelines to follow. But I think most of those are actually warnings uh, against heart postures that are trying to be uh, impressive, trying to have these mm-hmm. really uh, spicy, interesting words, yeah. and oh, that was a well-crafted prayer. Yeah, uh, I think he's I think he's saying, look, that that's not the heart of my people. Yeah, that's not what I'm interested in. Yeah, when you come together, pray like this. Yeah, in humility, uh, in in recognition of who's giving you what yeah. you're getting putting God on a pedestal to be worshipped mm-hmm. uh, in, in the appropriate place yeah. uh, and recognizing our position as well. Yeah, and I think that that kind of speaks to the other thing is that sometimes I think there can be, you're in a prayer group and it's that it's that popcorn style prayer where everybody's mm. just sort of praying off. There can be that pressure of like, man, I got to get the right words. Yeah. I got to say them just right. Yeah. Oh man, I sounded dumb when I said that, right? And like, that's exactly the kind of thing Jesus is talking about. Right. Hey, it's not about what you said. Yeah. It's about you're not me. praying to the group. Yeah, you're, yeah, you aren't praying to the group. You're praying yeah. to me, and you all came together yeah. in my name to yeah. lift up your requests, your petitions, your praise, yeah. your thanksgiving together, communally, so that you can hear what's going on in the hearts of everybody else. Yeah. It isn't about flowery, pretty words. And mm. some people just talk like that. Like it just comes out, and sure. they're not being showed. Yeah. So if you are a eloquent prayer, yeah, it's it, prayer. Prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily that you're wrong. It's just if your if your reward is for someone to be like, you know, gosh, every time he prays, it just sounds so cool. Mm. Like, man, yeah. I wish I could pray I like that. I don't think anybody's ever said yeah. that to me. So, <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. And again, it goes back to that heart posture. What, yeah. Why why are you coming? Why yeah. why are these the words coming out of your mouth? Mm-hmm. Are you genuinely that this is what's coming from your heart? Yeah. Um, the people in the circle might not recognize it, but God certainly does. Yeah, absolutely. So we need to be 
aware of that. And I think that's podcast number four. It is. Yeah, we've taught you every single possible thing you need to know about prayer. Yeah. Um, so, or probably not. So, if, if again, we've say this, we've said this, and we say it again. If there's a response, if you got questions, if you got a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Phil, you can tell them where they can. Yeah, do you that can at. find us on uh, Instagram. Okay. Drive Time Theology. There's yeah. a page. There's two pictures on the page. Two whole pictures. Two whole pictures. Maybe we'll post one. A third on picture today. Yeah. Um, but you can send us a direct message there if you are listening to us via the Anchor app, you can also send us a message or send us a voicemail. It'd yeah. be really cool if someone sent us a voicemail. That would be so. pretty snazzy. <laughs> Maybe that'll help that, us get to the listen, we drive. Listen, I don't care about everybody else. I'm just talking to you right there now. There you go. <laughs> it's you. You send us a voice <laughs> that's <right>. message. <laughs> well, that's what you said you like to do in preaching. You like to preach yeah. at people, right? I like to preach at people, yeah. yeah. Just kidding. It was 100% a joke. 100% a joke. So uh, we better close this before we stumble over yeah. anything else. <laughs> well, uh, again, thanks for listening. We uh, we appreciate your support. Um, if you have thoughts or questions, get in touch with us. What's the next subject? Uh, the next subject is, I, I don't got know, it. you have the faith? list. Of, faith. Oh, faith it is. Faith. Oh, that's mm. going to be a good one. Yeah. Not that there's any bad ones in here, but yeah, <laughs> looking forward to that. It'll be a fun one. All right. We will see you guys next time. If you're listening to us while you drive, drive safely. Don't speed. Don't text. You know, all the good stuff. And peace out. Hey guys, Phil here again. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We hope that it was helpful, that it spurred your holy imagination. We really do want to hear from you. So we have set up an Instagram account called Drive Time Theology. If you'd like to reach out or touch base with us or have questions or even post topics for us to discuss, please find us on Instagram at Drive Time Theology. Again, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate your time.